Hey, good people. Welcome to the Living Align podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Matt, and today's guest is Sherrod Golightly, who founded the East Atlanta Field Day, a program that hosts free athletic training camps for Atlanta area youth. Sherrod was also recently featured in Nike's Until We All Win campaign for his efforts with the Field Day. I actually opened up this episode with the Nike commercial. So my little disclaimer there is the first minute after we hop in is a Nike commercial. I do not own the rights to it, but I'm so excited to share his story and I hope you all enjoy it. You understand there's no limitation to your greatness. I'm more than a football player. I will always be more than a football player. Welcome to East Atlanta, man. South got something to say. Yeah. <laughs> South got something to say. East got something to say. This is one of the few places in the world that has a strong black demographic that has a sense of pride about where they've been and where they're going. Sports opened my eyes to the strength of my character. Eric Reed, what he's doing outside of just playing football, he's leaving an impact on the world. It takes a lot of sacrifice and a lot of courage. When I got teaching, that's when I realized my bigger purpose is to help. My last name is Go Lightly. Go hard is for the strive, but Go Lightly means take your time. I came up with this idea of going with a field day. It's a celebration of movement. I just want our people to use what we have as a strength as a celebration, especially with our babies. Do you really know how great you are? That's so official, Sherrod. Hey, man, I'm just trying to do my part. Just trying to do my part. That is exactly why you're here. So thank you for joining us. And that's exactly what we want to talk about today is doing your part. So Sherrod, you are from East Atlanta, correct? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So what inspired you to start the field day? Why a field day? Um, Field day, I just remember being in elementary school, how important it was. Everybody looked forward to it during the spring. And um, I just knew it was a, it was kind of like a celebration for everybody in the school. And I know mm-hmm. in our area, um, we have a lot of kids that are athletic. And I think um, something like this could be something or a pedestal where they can expose those talents. And um, I just know it would be another way for us to have bragging rights amongst each other. And uh, just have fun out there. And um, just and we have great weather in Georgia. So let's, let's take advantage of it. Gotcha. So you used to play football yourself. Is this something that was a part of your life your whole you know, all your life, or was football something that you had a recent passion passion for? What did that look like? Well, coming up, I always tried to consider myself an athlete. You know, I tried mm-hmm. to play every sport, and I think I think that just came from being a, a competitor deep, deep down. But um, playing football it actually was a way to kind of outlet um just frustrations of what was going on in my community, or or just another way to just like I said, have bragging rights because knowing how important or how big football is in the South, in the state of Georgia. Um, I just wanted to kind of uh, do something to be, uh, just trying to stand out in my own in my own way. And um, the football was a way to do that. So is football always the, the main feature of your life? Like, what is it about sports that made you say, this is the reason why, this is the way I want to do my part? Uh, sports? Um, it has so much, uh, such so many correlations with sport and life. Um, I just think you have to deal with people in life, and and during during team sports, I think you figure out the pros and cons, and, or or the highs and lows dealing with different personalities. And uh, I think coming up in my life, um, I learned a lot of leadership qualities 
going through sport and um and sports uh continue to show me different outlets on how to teach different morals and characteristics that can help take you places money and other things can't right so did you always know you wanted to give back through sports or was sports one of those things that you just had for yourself well my goal was always the goal as big as I could um I always had a, a passion for it, the game of football after after eleven after playing it so long, it got it got bigger and bigger. So I actually wanted the glory of being a professional, but the the, the glory of being a professional, I just wanted to show it could be done, and and the people around me could uh, celebrate me because they helped me get to that point. So it was more or less uh, a community winning, not just me winning. So that kind of just drove me past um, high school and and, and and through college the community winning and not just me winning is that I love that. I think that also ties to the whole until we all win Nike thing. So is that what made the connection for the Nike campaign? How did that happen? Or let's tell us about that first. Like what was the whole story behind the Nike campaign? And then how did you become a part of it? Well, I had my first field day. Well, I came up with the idea of the field day uh, back in August, August of uh, 2018. And um, I actually had the my first official field day was October twenty seventh, uh, two thousand eighteen, and um, that actually uh, kind of sparked other people being interested, or just I, I, the goal of act the first field day was to get some attention to an area that I I felt could show the world how to 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 come together with especially a strong black demographic, and us being so uh so tied together using sports and using our culture through music. I just wanted the people to kind of pay attention to our side more. So when I, I came up with that field day, Nike found out about it through one of my close friends and um, they kind of called me up. They asked me a couple of questions on my, my, my reasons and why, or why, why I wanted to do this. And it was easy. Cause like I said, uh, I, I knew who I was. So it was just, it was just really explaining who I am to them and why I am who I am from my community. They fell in love with the story and, and they, they made this, this, this dope commercial, the dope campaign happen. And um, I'm one of 13. It's a blessing to say that. Um, I'm, rep- I'm representing Atlanta as, as best as I can. And um, I'm looking forward to whatever comes next. There is so much in that that I want to follow up on. So one, you didn't go out searching for this connection. This is not something that you even thought was going to come from this. You just started, had the idea of the field day last year, you executed it. And then someone else put the bug in the air with Nike. And then they just heard your story about who you were and loved it and made the connection from there. Is That's right. Yeah, yeah man. I, I, I really feel like I, I was just living through my purpose. And I just think the closer I got to what my purpose was, I had just kind of figured it out after playing professional ball and not really focusing on my journey specifically, but just thinking about who I can impact on, on who, who I can have an impact on as I grow. So the closer I got to just living through that purpose, it just made it a lot easier to find different connections of people who can help me manifest what I was trying to do. So when you did get Nike's attention, did you, how did that conversation go? Because I love the fact that you said you told your story and they loved it, right? But let's talk a little bit behind the curtain on that. Was, 
when you were explaining your story, did you tell them the raw, the real, like, this is who I am, this is what truly makes Sherrod, and this this is why I'm doing what I'm doing? Or did you kind of package it up a little bit more corporate for them? Um, like I, I kept it as real as I could. All I could do was really just tell about myself. And I, that's how I leaned on the past or, or how, how impactful it was through my lifetime. And then I kind of just harped more about the future and what I thought, what a campaign could do, what a Nike campaign could do for my side of town and what it could do, what a, a, a microscope could do for the world if they could find out the, the characteristics and the morals that came from this side of town. And, that, and if we could spread those type of messages across the world, I feel like it could be really, really impactful. Awesome. So what... I know I'm digging a little bit deeper. Do you ha- is there anything specific that can't comes to mind that Nike really did love when you were explaining the details of, you know, what maybe not even that Nike love that that was honestly true to even your own story that when you talk about the impact that you want to make or the impact that this type of attention could bring to our side of town, what what was the vision behind that? Well, I think they what I, what I try to do was I try to use the past, a flash from the past, and then I let the flash from the past be a projection of what the future could be. So I made I did a, a good job of telling them or illustrating them what I saw our side of town being in the future. So I, I'm a big history junkie, so I try to tell them about the 1920s and about how the Harlem Renaissance in New York uh, how it had such an impact on so many people from our country. It gave a black American, a black American, a sense of pride of who they were, especially in a country where we, we are not really celebrating our, on our deep rooted culture is more or less our entertainment. And um, what I really wanted to do is just show them about the 1920s. And I try to make a correlation on the time period of where we're at now. In 2018, 19, we're almost in 2020. And when we have opportunity to do that same, have that same type of impact on the world in East Atlanta, just looking at what's going on culturally, um, what's going on socially, and then the the strength we have in sports. So it's just with with all those with all those type of uh, benefits that we have to our side of town, why not just broadcast that to the world and and let them um, just uh, not not take our culture, but use our culture as, as, as something that can heal, not just not just something that could uh, make you feel good temporarily. Gotcha. So it's like, and I know you're, you're, you're following this, the trail and being a little bit more professional, but I, we've talked about this and I know you had like, you are really so versed, well-versed in history way more than I think the average person. And that is a really good point in what made you I guess really well suited to tell this story because of that point, that connection between the Harlem Renaissance. And I know you, it, I know you put it out there that you had this vision for East Atlanta, like the East Atlanta Renaissance, right? Definitely. Definitely. I feel like that, that word Renaissance um, is kind of like just being re, not reborn, but we're uh, re, re-recognized if anything. I just think we always had these talents. It's just that um, now more than ever, we can control how we distribute it to the world. And with that, with that power comes a lot of responsibility. So this, 
let's take that responsibility and um, just broadcast our potential. And I think, and if we broadcast that to our kids, they can grow up knowing that. And when they grow up knowing that, they can pass that on generationally. So, like I said, you got you got to start the grassroots. You got to start early, and then kids can convince older people sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, so just 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 use the strength in the youth and education to make it uh to make it more concrete as a foundation. That's so true because I think even as kids, we see the power of East Atlanta, where we come from, so much more concretely than our parents do who's just kind of in the hustle and bustle or in the day-to-day living there like in their own world kids have a bigger kind of world view these days just because we're exposed to so much more so I think you're right like we have the power not we because I'm probably not considered the youth that you're talking about but us and down right we have the the vision or even the access to be able to push it forward as a collective Right. Like our mamas are kind of like in the day to day. Our mamas don't hear how much time East Atlanta gets shot out in popular culture. Mm -hmm. They don't. They don't. I I, I think that, like I said, that history thing is so important because I think that's all generational. I think now we have a I think our generation specifically at 23 to 33 range is so important because we're a bridge. I think we know we know better. And but at the same time. We don't know enough. Don't we're we're blind enough to dream bigger. You feel what I'm saying? So, mm. what what's really dope about our age group specifically? Th- I think that we we have the the history and knowledge of what happened. We have the old teachings of going you know going hard and going to work and putting putting you know making sure you put in the work in. But we also have you know the imagination and the and the leisure time and the technology. To kind of just uh, to be imaginative to travel. A lot of people are traveling and don't even have to really travel. Just use your phone, you know. Right. A lot of things you can do to see different things, different images of what the world can be. And I think um, I generate. That's why it's so. I feel like it's so important for me, me and me and the people I'm around. Just keep pushing, pushing this message because we can, we can get older people to understand us because we know their talk. We know their language, but we can get all mm-hmm. younger people to talk to understand because we know their language. So it's, it's 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 a critical time. It's a critical time, but it's all like I said, it's all on purpose. So I just feel like um, you just keep knocking on that door, you know, somebody gonna answer. So I just feel like we uh, we close, we close. That's real. We're we're old enough to remember dial up, but young enough to know how to work a smartphone for real. Exactly. That is a very unique position to be in, honestly, which is why, and I I love the description of us being a bridge and taking on that responsibility to educate the youth enough and put us put ourselves in a position to communicate that to the broader spectrum, which does include older people, because, you know, a lot of us, we're still focusing so much on either where we are, or where we're going, but then that kind of widens the gap sometimes between the you know people still around who don't even know how to work a computer like I just had to tell show my grandma how to work an email the other day you know what I mean so (laughs) we're not that far we've come a long way obviously but they're still like you know that happened very quickly so mm -hmm. and there will be a time obviously when it will seem normal but to your point we're in a a very unique position anyway Keep into the topic of, you know, giving your purpose, doing your part and the attention that that brings. You say if you keep knocking on 
door, somebody will answer. And I really love that, that point. My next question with all of that is, what did you think, how, how was it for you once you did get, you know, the attention of Nike and you went through the campaign, what did that do for you in terms of your personal journey? Like, was that, I'm sure that was a big validation moment for you. Um, is it going to be, what's the outlook on that? Just kind of for you personally as Sherrod, what did that do for you? It was uh, very, very motivating. Um, sometimes in this, in this type of thing, you, you want to give back and a lot of things are nonprofit. And you, you're not really seeing sometimes the, the the fruits of your labor when you get someone as big as Nike to kind of listen, to take time to listen first, and then not take not after not just listen, but take try to take you even further with your journey. Is is the affirmation behind that is 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 crazy? It's crazy, and it just really it motivated me to just keep going harder. And now it it made it made me look at it to a standpoint now. That we had the light, what are you gonna do with it? And I think what the with with like I said, with with much is given, much is expected. So I think with that type of with this type of uh with this type of pedestal, I just think um now it's just it's time to manifest everything I've been talking about. It's time to put uh make make sure that we execute what we trying to what we dreaming about. So I'm 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 excited for uh, whatever is whatever's next. And I, I think Nike uh, to an extent, I think they they kind of owed our culture this. I think for a long time. Speak on that. I think for a long time that um, we, as a culture, specifically black people, we we push Nike places that has never been. Whether they use our athletes for a promotion, or whether they use our our culture through music or hip hop to make things stand out more. I think now that they they see our worth and our, the how we move the needle. On what's important out here, I think now. I think now they they know that to give back or to highlight people, they give back, not just entertain. Mm, I love that, and I love that you kind of said Nike really owed us this, right? And I don't think that comes from a place of entitlement per se, but it does. It's kind of like us taking our place in their narrative or in their story because they are profiting off of our community big time, right? So if they're if you're going to profit, you can't pull from a culture you don't pour into. Exactly. And I love that they're highlighting people in the community that's already making changes, which is, you know, a platform that anyone can do really, which is honestly what Living Aligned is doing. It's like giving, you know, the people who are change makers, leaders, you know, social entrepreneurs, whatever you're doing to make an impact and do your part, giving them a platform is also, you know, a part of your own platform, which is great. But I think that's only, you know, that is one part of it. That's one portion of it. How do you then use your power, use your influence to push that forward or push that story forward. And, you know, credits to Nike for doing that because, like you said, like, we've been giving them a lot of dollars over the years. Yes, we And a lot of shine, a lot of free advertising, you know, for almost for nothing. So, and even as a community, think about how much we do that, you know, not just for this company or this brand, but for all the brands that we push, right? Mm-hmm. The the black dollar is like I work in market research. There's whole white papers on the power of 
a diverse dollar, particularly African-American. And now, you know, the Hispanic dollar is really gaining a lot of attention. But for our listeners, which is mostly in the black community, knowing the power of your dollar gives you power in and of itself, right? To take your place in their story. Mm-hmm. Yep. I feel like, um, yeah, like you said, the, we just got to understand our power. It, it all starts with decision making and understanding your worth individually. When you understand your worth individually, you'll you'll know to give back to people or things that represent that of yourself. So it's almost like if you, if, if I if I know that I love my people, I love people from my side of town, I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure that I go to the neighborhood shopping market. I'm gonna make sure I go to the neighborhood salon. I'm gonna make sure I go to the neighborhood uh barbershop. I mean, I'm going to make sure that I reinvest in myself because I look at my people as myself. So it's, it's almost like you have, like I said, it's all about bridges. You just got to build that bridge between you and the next man and just understand that it's a it's a bigger fight. It's a bigger fight. But on, on top of that, it's a bigger purpose if we know, if we just move, if we move different, I feel like money, money will return itself in a sense. Hmm. So because you care about your community, you are intentionally and actively doing the things to build into that community, even on your day to day errands. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. I love that. So let's go back to the field there real quick, because one thing that came to mind that I really want to make sure is communicated is that one, you didn't do it initially for the attention. Right. You didn't know that Nike was going to pick this up. You didn't know that any all of this was going to come from this. Right. Exactly. The next thing I wanted to bring up was like what and we talked about why you started it, because you care about the community. You know how we gain our power and our you know, attention through sports sometimes or how just how big of a role sports plays in the community. But after you had that idea, did you have a lot of resources and a lot or a lot of help to put it together? Like, was it a situation where you already had some type of backing or was it just an idea that you kind of ran with from scratch? Um, definitely an idea that I ran with from scratch. I would not say that I, def- I definitely had a lot of support. I did have a lot of support. Not not saying it was monetary or not saying that it was necessarily even time. It was more or less giving giving me nuggets or giving me information, small things that I need to put together to make the puzzle come to life. And I just think like um like I wanted to make this happen so bad that I I, I didn't really reach as far as I could in time span that I was, I was given, but this time going into my second field day, knowing that it's a lot more attention on it. I, I definitely want to include and collaborate more with people who are from this side, this side of town. So we can make it more of a, a collabor a collaborative event, not just a, a go lightly event. Got it. And I, that's perfect. And I really wanted to make sure that that comes across in that this was literally just an idea that was well-intentioned, you know, had roots in what it is that you value and the people that you value, the community that you care about. You, you know, had this idea, you ran with it. You did end up getting some help and support along the way in whatever form that is, right? It doesn't always have to be monetary. It can be information. It can be a volunteer of time. 
it can be, you know, whatever tangible or intangible support, but you did get that along the way. But all that started with you having something that you care about and you having enough, um, giving yourself enough credit to actually act on, act out on it. Yeah. Yep. Sasha. And, it, and one thing too, it's, it's a lot of power and gratitude. I want people to understand that too. Like, yeah, anything is something. They might give you the worst information ever, but now you know not to go back to them. <laughs> you know, but, <laughs> you know, you might go to some people that give you. They might, they might pull up. They might actually give you actual donation because they can't give you that time. But like, it's just some things that you. Uh, everything is something. So it's just you gotta understand that gratitude will help you manage expectations, and at the same time, help them understand that. Like it, it, it isn't about me. It's more about what your purpose is. Mm-hmm. Did you have any challenges along this way? I know we've been talking about a lot of the good stuff from it. You know, what were your challenges throughout this? Oh yes, plenty of challenges, plenty of challenges. First of all, just first thing is, and sometimes I hate to say this, in the community that's as as strong as it is, sometimes it's hard to get people to trust people. So you got to convince people that you're serious about what you're trying to do. And that's where sometimes you got to pull out your 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 resume, how long you've been doing it, who you've been talking to, who you who you've been tied to, and um that was uh, some that was sometimes challenging trying to get some people to listen. Last, uh, the last thing was probably just uh, gathering funds, gathering funds, and and at the same time balancing a budget where you can like I didn't get too much financial support with the first one, so it. A lot of things I had to manage with my own life going into and at the same time do things that I can make sure that it's a good event. But um, it was de- it definitely had its challenges. It was my first time doing an event myself. Mm-hmm. So I just I just had to do a lot of different research and a lot of different phone calls, emails, proposals, a lot of different legwork that you don't see behind the scenes. But um, looking at it now, man, I'm so thankful that I did do that. And those seeds I'm planting, they're coming, they're coming to fruition. Absolutely. And that's why I wanted to mention that because sometimes we we highlight the story after the fact, right? It's easy to to see or get excited about, oh, we're doing good in the world. And then this big company liked it and they everyone loves it and everyone loves it, what you're doing. But it's a lot of behind the scenes things, challenges that happens to put something like that together. It's a lot of, you know, internal struggle sometimes that you go back and forth within yourself, I'm sure, along the way, in addition to having to overcome, you know, sending out proposals or putting together an event that you've never done before. Most definitely. Most definitely. But like I said, that that finding strength and gratitude helps you see beauty and struggle. So it's like you like, all right, it's hard right now, but if it was easy, that's why all these other people don't want to do it. <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? So it's like, you got to know that anything is as hard as it is, it has to have a, a, a reward on the other end. But make sure that your purpose is in line. That reward will always be there. You know what I'm saying? So, like I said, just got to just search for the, the laughable moments. To, you know, just like, oh, that's crazy. <laughs> but they don't even know. Like, they don't even know. But all you guys got to laugh at stuff like that because like when it do happen, then you could just look at the picture, the picture you painted. You know what I'm saying? It's like wow, that was that was, that that. You know what I'm saying? Just sit back, and then they can have the same astonishment because they didn't believe, but now they do. 
Mm-hmm. It's like now they can be a testimony. You know, they can tell. So it's just. It's it's a it's a lot of it's a lot of power and beauty and a lot of things. You just gotta search it, search for it. Absolutely, thank you. I love this. Thank you so much. I don't know, I'm so happy. I'm so proud of you. Um, I keep if you picked up the little subtleties for anyone who who's listening, I say like where we come from, where we grew up, because I, Sherrod and I went to high school together, so I definitely can be a testament, a testimony to. You know, the passion that he has for the community is real. And to see it come to fruition like that is one of the real reasons I wanted to showcase this story because it was something that started off so small. Like, I remember when the idea for the field day was just, you know, it was just about the field day and the kids and the babies, right? And then to see Nike come and pick it up, it's like, wow, like, you can really have an idea that's so well-intentioned and get on a bigger platform for it, get get the attention for it that it deserves, for you know just naturally just naturally because that's what it deserves so for anyone who is out there with an idea with a passion with someone to or with a desire to serve a community whether it's your own community or a community of people or you know kids whatever that looks like what would you say to them Sherrod um just keep going keep going whatever it is man sometimes it, it, it just it looks impossible it looks crazy, but it's always somebody that did what you did. Somebody who ha- that's why history is important too. So you gotta you gotta know what's ha- what had happened, or you gotta know somebody's history to make your own testimony. You know what I'm saying? So dig dig deeper for what your why is, and just live through that, and um and, and don't compromise for it. You know, you gotta know your why, and you gotta know that whatever they're saying or whatever, who, nobody can undermine that why. So just make sure that's your motivation. That's your, that's the gasoline to your car. You just gotta, and keep going. Awesome. Last question. And I ask all my guests this, what is it that you had to let go of personally in order to see this through and live aligned in this way? Um, I was just actually talking about this, man. I, I really think it's pride, ego. So many times, a lot of people are. are I'm a I'm a guy that loves to win, and that I come comes from a competitive spirit. And sometimes losing hurts, you know what I'm saying. And I think in a lot of a lot of different situations with this with this well, with different ideas, a lot of people don't want to lose. You don't want to feel vulnerable telling people what you're trying to do or how you want to expose yourself in different light. You don't want to be considered something different. What the what your perception is. But sometimes you just gotta just take that leap of faith, and sometimes, and I think I did that. I think I did that. I got outside my comfort zone. I'm trying to make myself more of a, a, a businessman and do things outside of, of of using sport to do things outside of sport to make me more of a a, 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 a whole man, you know, out in this community, and just do do things that I can uh, set set an example that other people can follow up on, and um. I just think like, yeah, man, it's it, it's a lot of learning. It's a lot of learning, but it, um, a lot of things came out of it, and I'm and I'm thankful. Uh, that's all I can say, Sasha. I'm thankful. I'm so happy. I'm so proud of you, and I'm happy to see what is going to happen with this East Atlanta Renaissance. I'm with you for anyone who is. Looking to, again, start something, you got to let go of that pride, that ego, like Sherrod said, um, that need to control things. You never know. You really never know what's going to come of it. Just take one step. 
literally take one step, do one event and see what happens from there. That is, if, if you take nothing else from this, see what the power of one event that's on purpose can do. This is a whole thing. And y'all can go on, if you Google Nike until we all win campaign, you can see the little commercial. There's a commercial out there. Like it's a whole thing, right? Yeah, man. Like I said, if you want any more information on uh, different type of uh, events I have coming up, please follow my Instagram, EA underscore Go Lightly. My last name, Go Lightly. Um, Go Hard with Go Lightly is the campaign, not just the campaign. It's the name of my nonprofit specifically. Uh, Nike has the campaign Until We All Win, which I am tied to. And um, they're going to help me do a lot of different events that's upcoming. And um, if you want to uh, collaborate, uh, volunteer work, or you just have something that you want to add, you know, please let me know, man. I'm, I have open ears right now. We're building from the ground up. I'm excited. The world's going to see something special. I just want everybody uh, that's willing and able to be a part of it. Yes, absolutely. Anybody in Atlanta, if you need any information, reach out to me or Sharad, and we'll get you connected. Um, if you want to show up to a field day, field days are fun. Yeah, I know y'all haven't been to a field day in a minute. If you want to just come for nostalgia, the next one is coming up, right? Oh, yes, yes. Let me be very vocal about that. Of course. My next field day is March 30th. It's going to be at Gresham Park Recreation Center, right on Clif- Clifton Springs and Gresham Road. In East Atlanta. East Atlanta, March 30th. We will start at 11 a.m. Bring those babies, please. What's the age group? Age group is going to be K through 5. So it's going to be uh, kindergarten through fifth grade. Uh, we're going to uh, try to invite six different elementary schools in the uh, South DeKalb, East Atlanta area. And um, just going get to get after it, man. Have fun. Have T-shirts. We're going to have uh, different vendors, uh, different uh, different tables set up, offering different kind of uh, learning centers. Um, if you wanted to kind of different, have after school programs, um, yeah, it's going to have a lot of different uh, things that kind of help our community, specifically these babies. But it's going to be a spark to something that's going to last and going to spread to different places, man. I'm excited. I'm excited too. Thank you so much, Sherrod. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for doing this this stuff for this baby, for our babies in East Atlanta. It is going to be a great, exciting road ahead for for all of us and for our community. And for anyone else who is working on their community, keep going. Keep going. And for everyone else, support those who are doing it. You know, like whatever. If you got some advice, you got, you know, you can point them in the right direction. You can donate a little something, something. You know, these things take a community. If you want to help the community, we need the community's involvement. So, Thank you again for leading this this effort. And if y'all are in Atlanta, go to this field day on March 30th. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All Thank right. You. Thanks, Sherrod. Talk to you later. All right. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please go ahead and rate, review, and subscribe. And follow us on Instagram at Living Aligned. We'd love to keep the conversation going there. And I love to stay connected with you guys. Until next time.